Sometimes the most momentous events have the most inauspicious beginnings. Hi, I'm Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Inauspicious is a perfect word to describe Betty Cress, or at least that's what Betty would say. She's not wealthy, she's not well-known, she's from a small town, and she attends a small church. But somehow, someway, Betty Cress started something momentous. And it all began when she missed a meeting. Here's Betty's story of hope. To start with, there are a few things Betty Crass wants you to know. Number one, she is not a born leader. I've always been behind the scenes. I mean, I'm a church mouse. Number two, her church is not a megachurch. We have a senior population, and uh, our church is not very big. And number three, numbers one and two mean absolutely nothing. We serve a tremendously big God, and if you're willing to be willing, God will take that and go with it. I mean, that's all I can say. Betty Cress is a grandmother in waiting. We have one son, uh, no, no grandchildren, but uh, he has a dog, and um, I, I could not do without my granddog. She is not a risk taker. She is not an influencer. And she is most definitely not a public speaker. And yet sometimes, desperate times call for desperate measures. I put together a plan, which was, once again, outside this little church mouse's uh, comfort zone. But um, I had to stand up and present it to the church. This is a story about how one very nervous and inconspicuous senior citizen somehow managed to move heaven and earth. Once again, you know, I'm a church mouse. Never have I done anything like this before. But look what God did with it. From Send Relief, this is Stories of Hope, episode number 78, The Church Mouse. Some people strive for greatness. Some have greatness thrust upon them. And some accidentally stumble onto greatness because they're the one who misses a meeting. Two years ago, the Women on Mission group at Beulah Baptist Church in Kingsport, Tennessee, consisted of just a dozen or so regular attendees and one sometimes attendee named Betty Cress. That's why no one realized when they handed Betty an in absentia assignment, they had stumbled onto something great. I had been a sideline participant in our Women on Missions group. And of course, I wasn't there. And so my sister drafted me to uh, present the Women on Mission program for our small Women on Missions group. Betty's assignment was this. Find a missionary, dig up every bit of information she could find about him or her, and then, at the next meeting, stand in front of the group and share what she'd learned. That's how Betty Cress met Jorge Santiago. We used the Missions Mosaic magazine, 
And in looking through the magazine at the articles, I found the Spotlight article about Pastor Santiago and his work in Puerto Rico. And in the article, it, it mentioned his work with Sandra Lee. And at the end of that article, it actually had his contact information. And so, you know, here I'm contacting him and he didn't know me from Adam's health camp. Depending on your perspective, Jorge Santiago was a missionary who had either the best or the worst sense of timing ever. In 2017, Jorge and his family moved to the small town of Comarillo, Puerto Rico, to start a church. And then, just days later, Hurricane Maria destroyed most everything there. When Betty contacted him almost three years later, Jorge and his church were still trying to recover. He uh, apologized for uh, being delayed in responding to a message that I had sent. And um, he said that they had been without water for a week. And, you know, he said that it was one of their goals to be able to have a well, because this was a a consistent problem that happened in his community. And, you know, to to be without water for a week, uh, I just couldn't hardly fathom that. You know, I'm so spoiled. And so, you know, that just kind of struck a nerve with me. So that's why when Betty made her presentation to the women on mission at Beulah Baptist Church in Kingsport, Tennessee, she ended with an appeal. I, you know, uh, shared about his message of their desire for a well, and I asked if we could uh, make a contribution. I thought maybe we could get 50 or or $100 towards, you know, their desire to have a well. Well, when I mentioned that, our ladies wanted more information. So I went home that night and sent him a message. Well, he sent a quote from a driller for the well. Actually, drilling of the well was $14,700, and then a solar pump. Uh, was four thousand dollars, making the total quote of eighteen seven. So when I when he sent me that, my heart just it just failed because I knew there was no way that I could go to Our Ladies with eighteen thousand seven hundred dollars. That they would just oh, it, that just wouldn't work. And so I thought. Okay, Lord, what am I going to do? At this point, the easiest thing for a church mouse to do would be nothing. But Betty Cress could not do nothing. The first thing that came to my mind was to partner with other churches in our association. I have no idea why I thought of that, but it just seemed like the right thing to do. Um, and once again, you know, I'm a church mouse. I'm not an out front person, but you know, I put together a plan and I emailed my plan along with the quote to all of our ladies. The quote was written in Spanish. It had stipulations and conditions and details and deadlines. 
Betty and the women on mission at her church were clearly out of their league. But still, they decided to try and raise as much money as they could. And they decided to get other churches involved. And they decided they had no idea how to do any of that. You know, we say we trust, but to really, really trust. That was a terrible time for me. Thinking, oh, I'm just way off base here. You know, this is just ridiculous. But I couldn't let it go. And so, with no instruction manual for what she was wanting to do, Betty reached out to the only people she could think of. Missions Mosaic Magazine, where she'd first learned about Jorge Santiago, is published by the Southern Baptist Women's Missionary Union. Betty googled WMU, found their switchboard number, and called them up. She explained her problem to the first person she spoke with. Then she explained her problem to the second person she spoke with. And then, Betty Crest, the church mouse, found herself talking to Sandy Wisdom Martin, the president of WMU. When I think of national WMU, I almost think of like the president of the United States. I mean, you know, the national WMU. But uh, they were so kind. And Ms. Wisdom Martin kept saying over and over, we want you to succeed in this. And that had to be God. Just because, <laughs> you know, to talk to the leaders of the national WMU, to even think to call national WMU, was just not... I just was not something that I was used to doing or even thought about doing. That bold phone call was the beginning of something great. Betty went back to the ladies at church, and they set what they thought was an ambitious goal of $3,500. They got a thumbs up from their church. They composed a mailing list, and they held fundraisers. They sent out 131 letters, and they called 98 local pastors. And the very first Sunday after they set their plan in motion, they collected more than $4,000. Then, over the next two months, the checks kept coming in. God, God met our hallelujah goal on the first Sunday that we started promoting it. And our last gift came in on the first Sunday of December, and it was for $538. And bless Pete, that put us up to $20,960. Betty and her women's group raised more than enough money to give Jorge Santiago's new church a well. And now she knows she was wrong. Betty Crest believed her women's group might raise $50. She assumed influential people wouldn't be interested in what she had to say. And she thought big, important jobs were too difficult and complicated for a church mouse like her. But, as it turns out, she's not really the church mouse she thought she was. It's just amazing how how he, how God worked through our little group. You know, it would be so easy for us to say, look what we did, look what I did. But God did all of this because I didn't have a clue. It just, it just seemed like he just took it and helped us run with it. And what I have learned is that we serve a tremendously big God. 
I mean, that's all I can say. It doesn't matter if your church has 30 people or 3,000 people. It doesn't matter if you're a born leader or a bashful follower. Betty Crest, the self-described church mouse, is proof. God wants to use every one of us to meet needs and see Him change lives. If you're looking for practical tips on how to get started doing just that, visit Sin Relief online at sinrelief.org. If you'd like to see what God is doing in Jorge Santiago's community in Puerto Rico, go to nam.net slash comorio. That's C-O-M-E-R-I-O. There's also a link in this episode's show notes where you can hear an earlier Stories of Hope episode about Jorge. If you haven't already done so, subscribe to Stories of Hope you'll automatically get a new episode every two weeks. Go to Apple or Spotify Podcasts and search for Stories of Hope. And finally, if you've liked what you've heard here, rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. This is Bryant Wright with Sin Relief. Join me in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.